Welcome everybody to issue number eight of Four Guys in a Comic. This is Rusty, and today we are excited to announce our special guest, Jim Hanna. Jim, thank you for taking uh, time out of your schedule, and welcome to our show. Um, well, thanks for, for having me. Oh yeah, man. For yeah. those uh, tuning in right now and kind of unfamiliar with your work, would you mind uh, telling us a little about yourself and things you've worked on? Yeah, I've done you know little indie, independent comics here and there. Like my first book that came out was called Philly. That was through Arcana Comics, and that was probably oh I don't know 2007 or something like that. And then I did another book through them called Spotlight, which was just a graphic novel, like a 68 page graphic novel about is basically like um, Entourage as a superhero, basically. So like a superhero has a bunch of loser buddies. And then I got together with a couple of my friends and we put together something called Contraband Comics. And um, there was three titles initially from there. It was Blindside with Marat Michaels, Big Hitters with John Goff. And John Goff actually writes all three of these books. And then um, Jackrabbit, which is like a private detective, but with like supernatural type stuff going on. That was my book. I'm the artist and co-creator of that. And then the newest thing we've got cooking is a book called Pugly, starring my dog. So I'm sure we'll talk about that because that's, oh, yeah. that's the, hot, the hot new thing yeah, we've got going on. I was gonna, I was gonna ask you that too. I see the picture of your pug in your picture, and I was gonna say, okay, is that is that your dog in the in the in a in comic? Yeah. Yeah, no, he's basically like the dog. My dog is like basically the model and the star. It's not like about him, but he's the star of the book. So I'm like using actual photo reference of him for the comic. So it's like, it's a story just about an old billionaire, old lady who dies, leaves all her money to her little dog. And then everybody's after the dog to get the money. So people are trying to kidnap him and he's like on the streets. He's going to run with a dog gang on the streets. And it's like a lot, lots of wacky hijinks going on, but it's, it's a really cool book. I can say I actually like that cover quite a bit with that little pull tab. If found, call this number. <laughs> yeah, and that's actually, I think, going to be the cover for issue one. So I'm all done basically drawing it. We just have to get it colored up, and it's going to be ready to go. Yeah, I was just going to ask, when is that coming out? Because on the site, it says that it's supposed to be released in July this month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, Due to, of course, fun stuff in comic books and, like, life stuff and, you know. Yeah. And wanting to put a quality, you know, book together too. It just we we wanted to take our time. So I mean, it should be like you know, it takes about a month probably to get it colored up. So we're probably going to do a Kickstarter as well. So you'll we're going to start promoting pretty soon here, actually, for that. Oh, good. Good. Now, are you part owner or running with Contraband Comics? If I understood correctly. Uh, well, I'm not the owner, but yeah, I'm I'm part of the gang basically. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like John Goff is the 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 brains behind all that he's uh -huh. the you know he puts everything together he writes all the books and you know and as i see uh big hitters is uh go, seems to be doing pretty well with contraband oh yeah yeah that's an awesome book it's like to like hitman it's kind of like a blade runner meets star wars meets all sorts of it's like a really funny book but it's also like tons of cool sci-fi and aliens and yeah. stuff like that it was, that's the only issue that I could see from Contraband that right now is in Comicology. Doing it through Comics Plus. So we had all the first issues there. So then we moved, we moved it over with Big Hitters first. And then Jackrabbit will be next. And because we're, we're about to come up with the third issue of Jackrabbit as well. So once we get the third issue, we'll start putting it on Comicsology as well. Oh, good. 
and all, one of the one of the things that was holding back our timeline of releasing everything too was once again my good buddy John Goff uh, <laughs> to keep talking about him. He must be loving this. He actually has been working the last couple years for Bungie, working on a little game called Destiny. Um, may you may or may not have heard of it. But yeah, so he's been kind of in Seattle for the last couple of years. He's finally back now. And so we're ready to hit it really hard and pump out as much good stuff as possible. Cool. So when when did you say Jackrabbit 3 is going to be coming out? Um, We're, we're going to have Pugly 1 first, and then Jackrabbit 3 will be after that. So probably in a couple months. Okay, good. We'll yeah. have that. Ready for number three to come out. And I see that there's a, a 1 out of 20 variant that you guys put out for San Diego Camelcon uh, in 2014. Yes. That thing's hard to find. <laughs> it is. It is very, very rare. It's just literally because we release it just for the, you know for the show. I'm sure we might have some copies floating around somewhere amongst ourselves. But uh, yeah, it was just just for that show, basically. Now, how's that for rare? That's rare. Yeah, that is rare. That is rare. I'm searching for <laughs> we that. We should sell them ourselves on eBay or something. Whatever we have left, I'm sure. Let, let, let us know. We got, we got tons of viewers that'd be interested in one of those nice rare variants from you. Okay, yeah, and like we do have a, con- I think we have a contract. We have a, definitely have a Jackrabbit and Big Hitters uh, Facebook pages as well. So bother him on there. You will definitely like demand demand those variants. I'm sure I'm sure we can shake them loose. Yeah. And speaking of variants, I mean, you put out guys put out quite a bit of variants for um, oh, what was it? Uh, Joint Pain. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> that's the thing with those books. Like the people love their variants. Like with that, it's like the same kind of um, audience that um, Xenoscope and those guys do. They love those girly books, yeah. and uh, they love you know the cover artists too. So that's that's really what they demand. Like you know for that type of book. So when we did, you know, I'll do a girly book. And we'll, you know, crank out all those different covers, all those different artists, and feed the need. Hey, uh, just for... Oh, <laughs> there it goes. Pugly right there. <laughs> he didn't like that. No, he didn't. Don't worry, we're working on your comic. <laughs> um, for, for those that haven't seen any of your work before, um, how would you describe your style of art? Um, it's always changing, but I'm more of a cartoon toony style like i was very into um very uh, inspired by joe madureira for years and years so i mean there's a lot of that in there but i mean and like more clean looking animation style look a little bit but now i'm doing more detail and adding a little bit more um grit i guess to my art but still keeping that same kind of fun style but adding a little bit more depth to it like especially for jackrabbit because that's like we're doing um pencil work to colors on that book so i try and give it a nice texture for like all all the details and stuff like that rather than just you know the clean less detail animated kind of look so i'm slowly moving into more of a that dog doesn't stop (laughs) yeah I'm, i'm slowly moving into more of a detailed kind of style Oh, very cool. It's always evolving, you know. It's like you got to keep yourself, you know, always changing, always growing. Yeah. Uh, when you first started, what were some of the artists and uh, comics you were into that kind of just got you to be like, "Hey, I want to try this." Well, like the, fr- I mean, I got into comics through GI Joe because I loved GI Joe as a kid. Oh, who didn't? I mean, come on. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, there's comics, so <laughs> I started reading those, and then 
through reading those, you'd see ads for other stuff. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And I tried things here and there, but it wasn't until I think I read the X-Men stuff. And I think Mark Silvestri was drawing it at the time. This is like the late 80s or whatever. See how old I am? Bad. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it was like that captured me like completely. Like I just wanted to do that. Yeah. You know, obviously – you know, you go through high school and you go through thing. You're like, oh, I'm not going to do that. That's not realistic. But then it never left like the love for the stories and the love for those characters. And and then you found yourself working at Atomic Comics. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which I like to look at as comic book college mm-hmm. because that I knew really like I loved comics, but I didn't know anything when I started working there. So it was awesome to be able to just have, you know, you could read whatever comics you want, not on the job, apparently, but <laughs> of course not. Never on the job. Never. Yeah. Never on the job. I would never slack off. No, but uh, <laughs> like, you know, you could always, they had like, you know, a library type program where you could check out books. So I just, you know, started reading all sorts of things and learning so much. Then we, you know, then they'd have signings cause that was a big thing at Atomic, always having great artists coming in, big time artists, and just picking their brain and learning from that and just meeting local artists too that would uh like jonathan glapian the inker for batman originally like the first run i learned a lot from him and then marat michaels who i still work with and who's one of my good buddies today met him through atomic comics and uh who else because mcfarlane is here was here in town or still isn't here in town and you know a ton of those guys came through like ashley wood was in town for a while and so it's tons of great guys, and most comic guys that I've met in my life, like 99%, have been super cool, always willing to talk about stuff, always willing to teach. So that was great for me. And, you know, working in a comic store is pretty darn cool, oh, man. even though it does not pay very well. <laughs> and look at you now on the other side of the coin. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice to, like, I kind of felt, even though, rest in peace, Atomic Comics – you know, I wish it was still around, but it was kind of nice, you know, to kind of graduate and to actually just, you know, doing this for a living full time. I mean, you kind of talked about it that you got with your buddies and you started. But I mean, what was it like when you first started and you were trying to get your foot in the door and trying to get something oh, going? That's that's the difficult part. <laughs> it's just like, you know, you just create stuff as much as you can. Like I did a couple local comics just myself, like getting started and like always go to shows, try and, you know, send my work off to different publishers. But, you know, it's, it's so difficult to do it like that. And nowadays it's, you know, with the, the internet and, you know, like stuff like Kickstarter and, you know, just the ability to get people to look at your artwork, you can do it more yourself. Like the best way to just do it is just to do it, just create stuff, put it out there. And eventually you'll find the right thing because before I would, you know, I would, send stuff off, send submissions, meet publishers at things. Maybe I'd get a pinup or something. Maybe I'd get a promise that you could do this, you know, until I was just like, let's just do our own stories and let's just put it out there. Then, you know, good things happened after that. That's always good to hear. It's like a happy ending. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, there's never quite a happy ending in comics, but it's it's not a bad, it's not a bad life. No. It's an out there kind of question. But um, sure. if you could go back in time and work on any story arc that you wanted to, what series and what story would it be? Oh, man. Like, go back in time, too, huh? Yeah. Like, anything. Anything. 
Oh, man. It would probably, I mean, honestly, because like I said, like growing up, it was like the X-Men. So like either like Mutant Massacre era X-Men or even like I loved Iron Man too before Iron Man got cool. So that's that's the hipster thing right there. But like working on like Armor Wars or something like that, that would have been amazing too. Like those two like were such big deals to me as a kid. I think that would be amazing. Are you reading any of the new uh, Secret Wars stuff? I mean, you've mentioned Armor Wars and stuff. Uh, yeah, no, I, you know what? I have not because I'm so, you know, working at a comic store for all those years, too. Like, you get drained of all those crossovers and all those things. So I'm kind of like, I was always a big superhero guy. And I'd always, you know, I'm a big Marvel guy, too. But um, the past few years, I've been very much into more independent stuff. Lots of the image books. I love Saga. I love Southern Bastards. That's like one of my favorite, favorite books right now. So now I'm like, I love superheroes still, but I've kind of like, you know, stretched out a little bit and trying, trying different stuff. The Secret Wars is to fix all of the tangential storylines to slam the Marvel Universe back into one storyline. So if you drift it off because there's so much going on, now I recommend catching up on Secret Wars just so that you can get back to that one central story. Good. It was it was necessary for sure. Marvel needed to have its like crisis of infinite earths type thing. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of slammed them together quite literally. Yeah. Well, how do you feel about that? I'm asking the questions now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to tell you, man. I the way that they've written. All of the Secret Wars titles so far, I I, I gotta say, man, I, I am impressed. Um, oh, a lot of the the final days of titles, you know, they give you a a sense of closure, but they're also kind of sad, and you're like, oh yeah. man, this is the end of this, and then they the characters pop up in Secret Wars in whichever mm. realm that they're in on Battle World, and you just you got to keep reading to find out how they got there. Okay. Well, who's going to die next? <laughs> yeah, I think you're selling me on this now. <laughs> and I like this kind of the things that are spinning out of it. Like they have like uh, one of the X-Men books. I think is it amazing. I can't remember. It has like old man Logan with like Mohawk Storm. So it'd be kind of cool to see kind of a mashup of, of different eras and universes of characters. Yeah, it's too. one of the teaser covers that they released has old man Logan. And then they also have x23 in wolverines yellow and blues yeah oh weird okay or they have deadpool going back to the original secret wars from the 1980s <laughs> oh really yes okay yeah, yeah it's that like could prove to be pretty interesting yeah yeah it's deadpool's secret secret wars yep. yeah <laughs> next uh, i think it's next week or in two weeks he's supposed to get the black costume <laughs> oh really yes. yeah perfect Oh, but, I mean, that's just the nature of Deadpool is just to throw everybody in a tailspin. Yeah. And laugh. Well, he's, he's good for that. And his movie, the preview for that looked amazing, too. So kind of pumped on that. Hey, I don't man. think I've been disappointed with a single one of the Deadpool trailers at all. No. Yeah. Uh, so so that kind of leads us to a good question. Who Who is your favorite uh, comic book character? Ooh. That's such a rough question. Like it's there. It is. Uh, it, it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely on the spot. Like 
when it gets boiled down to, I mean, like, you know, I, I love a lot. I mean, there's Batman and stuff, but I think Wolverine still even, you know, overexposed as he's been like, he's just probably still my favorite, favorite character. I love drawing him. I love, you know, tons of different incarnations like Age of Apocalypse Wolverine with a little stub arm is cool. That Weapon X one. Old Man Logan's freaking amazing. So, I, yeah, I'll go with Wolverine. Yeah. Age of Apocalypse is actually how I got my start in comics. And to see Wolverine as Weapon X and then later as Weapon Omega, man, that was yeah. something yeah, crazy to awesome. see. Well, um, if let's say you got the the call of your dreams, and a whoever company called you and said, "Look, we want you to do a complete reboot for okay. any comic line, any company you wanted to work for. If you can do a complete massive reboot, who would you want to reboot, and how would their appearance change?" Oh man. I'm kind of like I don't know what I would do at this point, but uh, like rebooting something to me, like I wouldn't change stuff all that much. I would bring it more back to its core, you know. Like let's say Avengers, for instance. Like I'd want it to be more like classic, like 1980s Avengers, you know. Like kind of put it back to where it was before, like burned down to its essence type thing. So I might do something like that, like an Avengers type thing, but like you know put it in like classic Avengers with the cap Thor. I mean, they're always still in it anyway, but you know, like the more is classic looks, classic feel and just have really, really awesome stories. That's cool. That's cool. Let me ask you this. Let's say you, the Avengers. Okay. If yeah. you could only keep three characters out of their, what seven character lineup, because that's kind of their average, even though everybody's an Avenger. Yeah. Uh, literally everybody or has been at some point. Yeah, at one point or another, every Marvel character has been an Avenger. Yeah. Hero or villain. Um, let's say they, they said, okay, you can keep three Avengers that are current Avengers. Who else would you have fill out that seven-person lineup? Oh, man. Well, the three, obviously, you can't get rid of. is like Captain America, Thor, and, and uh, Iron Man. Who else would be in there? I mean, uh, I'd probably pick weird characters. Like, I don't know if you remember the Black Knight I always thought he was cool in the Avengers. Like Scarlet Witch. I mean, she's probably already an Avenger right now. Or is she? Is she an X-Man? I don't know where she is right now. She's going all over the place. Yeah. Uh, she's, <laughs> right now, though. she's doing more Avengers stuff, I would say. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, after after House of M, that was – she kind of went all over kind the place. It, yeah. Kind of an Avenger and kind of a mutant. You know, it really I like depends. the ones that like crossover. You never know where Quicksilver is either. Is he right. Avengers this week? Is he with an X team? I don't know. Yeah, is he a villain? I mean, is he, <laughs> yeah, is he a villain. He yeah, for the the Serval Industries X Force, or not X Force, uh, X Factor. Uh, yeah, X Factor for a while. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I love the Vision Scarlet Witch as part of the Avengers. Like that would be cool. Like to have them. I don't know how many I added in there, but yeah, Black Knight. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, like you kind of mentioned some of the uh, the the movie stuff earlier, man. Uh, what are your opinions on the uh, new lineup of like superhero and supervillain movies for the next few years? Man, it's like chock full of of stuff. Like you know, obviously Marvel can do no wrong at this point. Anything they do seems to be just 
killer. I can't wait to see Ant-Man. I have not seen that yet, obviously, but uh, I've heard nothing but good things on that, too. And if they can make Ant-Man cool and they can make a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, <laughs> that's amazing. Well, like, it's got Michael can... Douglas in there, so how could it not be cool? Exactly. Like the casting <laughs> is cool. Michael Douglas played him. Yeah. Okay, I'm in. That's all they, you know. And, uh, like, I mean, look at what's coming out. I mean, it's not even just comics. I mean, Star Wars, that looks great. I mean, I saw the preview for that Batman Superman, and that honestly looked amazing, too. I like, I don't know about Lex Luthor, but the rest of it, Batman getting the hood ripped off of his Batmobile by Superman and standing up, like, that was, that's pretty awesome. So hopefully DC can kind of catch up. We'll see. Fox kind of has me worried right now with this uh, Age of Apocalypse, man. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, we've all seen the pictures of Apocalypse, so I don't (laughs) don't know how hard it is to do Apocalypse right. It kind of looks like a Ivanus. Yeah, I was like, (laughs) you could have, you know, maybe bulked them up a little bit. Well, you know, in in the Fox movies, they they usually tell all through the uh, X-Men movies, they didn't want any of the cast members reading the comic books because they didn't want them to try to influence their character anywhere outside of what the director wanted. But honestly, I think that if you can take the Fox Marvel movies as a separate Marvel universe to where like none of the stuff that has happened in the comic books happens in the movies, uh, then they're, they're fairly good if you do that, but you like have to lobotomize that part of your, your (laughs) which is tough. If you're, you know, a nerd and an avid comic reader, you're like, okay, let me slice that part out of the front of my brain and, and get through this. But the X-Men movies I've always liked, except the third one or whatever, the last stand one was awful, but all the new the new class ones have been good. Though I'm sure the one we're all afraid of, speaking of Fox, is the Fantastic Four. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that you might have to remove your entire brain to, to enjoy, but I'll wait I was until, about to say, I'm just gonna remove my nerd brain with a chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. I'll wait until it's free on Netflix. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, eventually, maybe I'll see. (laughs) I'm hoping that not all hope is lost for Doom. Please. (laughs) (sighs) We'll see. I mean, it could surprise all of us. Well, at least he's not rumored to be an angry internet blogger anymore. Oh, was that what they were saying before? That that was what they were saying for a minute. Oh, Oh, my goodness. I I don't know how you replace magician with blogger Doom. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great idea. That's so much better than, like, you know comic version of doom yeah oh hollywood you gotta love doom though i mean because for secret wars you know you've got people that are like oh well like apocalypse you know i'll take over the country i'll rule america and doom's just sitting back like okay i see your country ruling i think i'll be god (laughs) original secret wars was just amazing too where he just wanted to just he always has his plan within a plan to just take over everything Oh, yeah. Well, in this Secret Wars 2015, he actually is God Doom. Oh, sweet. What, he is holding Battleworld together with the force of his will. Ooh. All right, man. You're selling me. <laughs> you are selling me on this. Check it out. Yeah. I'm going to have to now. God Doom. <laughs> You've done it. Yeah. So, Jim, I had a question for you. Now, sure. I see that you did some work with Upper Deck for the sketch cars in the Iron Man 2 uh, set that they did. 
Yeah, I did a few different ones. I think I did Iron Man 2, I did Avengers, and maybe something else. I I did looking up. I saw you did Wrecking Crew, Wolverine, Tony Stark, Iron Man. I did a ton. I did, like, for both those sets, I think I did, like, either 100 or 150 wow. cards on those. Just like so since cards. we're doing this interview, you're going to send all of those to us, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, they're not in my <laughs> upper deck. Got them and threw them in the pack somewhere. And yeah, so it's kind of cool. Every once in a while, it'll pop up on eBay or somebody selling or just, yeah, wrecking. Crew I've had on people eBay contact right me. Your, What's that? Your wrecking crew, Tony Stark and Iron Man are on eBay right now. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. It's always fun to see that. Like you're like, yeah. oh, cool. Oh, it's only fourteen dollars. Okay. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> so i was kind of curious you know how does that work they give you a specific like list of do's and don'ts like it's always changing to like i haven't done sketch cards in a while I, it's fun to do them but it's not like you know something because i've got comics to draw you know i've you know it's, it's something cool to do every once in a while but you know, i know there's guys who just do it all the time but they um they give you a list of what characters you can do and like what characters you cannot do to do whatever legal reasons or whatever at the time. And uh, like there's certain things that you can't, you know, like certain amount, you know, like you can't have overdo it with blood and obviously nudity. Yeah. Sadly. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like, so there's like a lot of little things you have to make sure you do. And they have to all be approved by upper deck and Marvel and stuff like that to make sure. Sometimes you can't, you obviously can't do like movie versions of characters. You have to do like the comic book version so it's like, you know, like I did the DC ones, I think, for, I think, Rittenhouse. I can't remember. And they were like super, like there's only like 30 characters you can do. Oh. <laughs> Definitely can't do these characters. And only like one Batman, because I'm sure they wanted to keep, you know, Batman or something as like a rare character. Yeah. So there's not like 800 Batmans drawn. So, so you end up there's always, doing- yeah, little things in those, those card sets. So you end up doing Wolverine 20 times or something. Like, that. <laughs> like all right, that's enough with the Wolverine. Thanks. <laughs> How long does it take to do one of those cards? Uh, you know, I mean, these days, like, I think the guys put a lot more into it because this was, I think when I did the Iron Man 2 ones, that was like back when Iron Man 2 came out. Was that like five, six years ago? More something than that. Like that. Yeah. So, I mean, back then they wanted sketch cards where you sketch. Like, most of mine are done in pencil and stuff like that. But these days, people are, like, hand-painting these cards. Yeah. And, like, that's a lot. That's, you know. No, I'll see some of like crazy day every now and then. They're hand-painted and colored and all this detail and everything. And, of course, like, wow. a premium price. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they just did, like, ten cards or something like that. Because, uh, I, you know, because, I mean, doing a card – that size i mean like the ones i was doing like really sketchy like it wouldn't take that long you know maybe 10 minutes or 15 minutes for like a little you know quick a little sketch on those but now like people are probably taking three days to do a card (laughs) for that stuff because yeah there's some cool looking cards out there but you know like i said i barely would have time to just do the sketchy ones at this point no even taking 10 15 minutes a car 150 cars that's going to take you some time yeah yeah gotta dip into your time where you gotta put out uh a comic or something to meet a deadline exactly exactly it doesn't pay that good to be able to like eat up that much time you know so so you gotta balance it and to me like it's definitely way more important to get you know artwork out there and 
actual comics because i mean there's so many guys too who you know do the little uh, convention circuit and they just you know have their prints and stuff like that but where where are the comics guys like come on you want to draw comics you don't just like you know do something pretty like go ahead and do a story were you out there for the uh, 2015 San Diego Comic-Con a couple weeks ago? I was not. I had, like, uh, lots of family issues come up, and I was supposed to be. We had, like, a contraband comics booth in San Diego. I was not able to attend, which wow. is, kind of broke my streak. I think it's been 15 years since I last missed one. I've been going for, like, 17 years. So it's kind of heartbreaking yeah. that I actually missed the San Diego but I'll be back. I'll be back. I say the the one in Arizona is coming up soon, is it not? There's the, yeah the Fan Fest and there's the Tucson Comic Con. Yeah, Tucson. That's one. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. We, we, we I'll definitely yeah I'll definitely be set up at Tucson for sure. Oh, cool. It's an awesome show and it keeps growing too. That's the cool thing about Arizona is that they've got so many shows, but they all keep getting bigger and bigger and more successful. So. I got to say, you said something about how a lot of comic artists will uh, will bring prints to the to the booth and just sell the prints. Now, me personally, as an artist, you know that sounds like fun. You know, get some preparation. But as a as an artist fan, I think that it's a lot more fun to kind of watch how the artist draws it as mm-hmm. opposed to just oh, here's something I did you know a couple weeks ago. You know, right. it's, I mean, hey, this picture was drawn for me. Me personally, that's how I would like to see it done. Yeah, uh, myself included in that. It? Yeah. Well, I do. Yeah, I do a little bit of everything. You know, like I have prints, obviously. Like you can't not. It's a convention, right? But I do sketches, yeah, um, and commissions at shows, and then I also have my comics and stuff like that. And I try, you know, I try to have like everything that people people would want. I love doing sketches. It's one of my favorite things. Like you said, like they get to watch you and you get to like talk to people and like see, you know, like people come up with the craziest things sometimes. So it's like cool to come up, you know, have their creativity come at you and like, you know, come up with this. This is the way I want Wolverine with a bucket on his head or something like, all right, I'll, I'll do it. I'll draw that for you. <laughs> hey, man, um, I, you've been going to Comic-Cons and everything else for a while now. Who is probably the coolest person, in your opinion, you've met at one of these conventions? Oh, man. Like I said, it's like there's so many, like 99% of comic people that I've met, some of the coolest people. It's hard to, like, say, oh, I'm a really big fan of this person or that person. It's like everybody's so cool, but... um. Um, geez, I don't even know. Like, as a how about some of the biggest? Just as far as like a cool personality, or just like as a fan of the guys' work. As a fan, as how if you just geek out over them, or even just how popular they are. I mean, just someone that you met and you're like, wow, I can't believe I met them. I've met so. I mean, like even through like Atomic Comics and that that stuff, I got to meet the original Image founders. You know, like Jim Lee. That was like one of the guys. I'm like, oh wow, this guy is like. Jim Lee, you know, it's like, wow. Sean Murphy, super, super nice guy. Uh, one of the best artists out there, in my opinion, too. Like, super down to earth, super cool dude. Who else? Like, uh, Francis Manipool. Like, I love, love, love his art. And, like, we were, you know, just got to talk to him for a little bit, I think, at the Phoenix Comic Con a couple years ago. And, yeah, super cool dude. Um, yeah. 
and I've never got to meet them. My one, like I said at the beginning of the interview thing is Joe Madureira was always my, that was my guy. Like he's the best in the universe. Like I love that dude's art. <laughs> he can do no wrong in my book, but I've never met him. He's like probably the only in all my travels <laughs> through comic cons. I have not met Joe Madureira and I would love to meet that dude. What other projects are you currently working on right now? That's ba- like Pugly and Jackrabbit are my two main. We're going to finish out Jackrabbit. We're on issue three, like almost done with that one, but it's going to go for five or six issues for Jackrabbit. And that storyline's over. And then Pugly will be like four, four issues, I think. So that's going to eat up the bulk of my time. But I have even a little something else in the back burner that I can't really say, but it's just something I'm going to do completely my, myself. Oh, no, no. I'm going to be writing and drawing it myself. So, and it's, I'll just say it's very, if you like B movies from the 80s, it's that, that kind of thing. Okay. A little Beetlejuice type of. <laughs> no, it's like more like, uh, I don't want to reveal too much. Oh, got to get to it. One spoiler. spoiler. Come on. Yeah, it's going to be like all those crappy 80s action movies you've seen. Oh. I'll say that. Okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> So Expendables is having a comic book, huh? Yeah, <laughs> but it works. Even more of a B-movie than <laughs> Expendables. Like the guys you don't know about. <laughs> you know, we've talked about, uh, you know, your your finished product. But yeah. uh, while you're drawing, you know, there's so many different mediums out there to use. You know, whether you're painting or drawing with pencils or charcoals or just ink. Uh, digital what what is your least favorite no man well what i'm doing these days i'm doing like kind of half pencil traditional and then i'm putting it into the computer drawing digitally and then printing it out inking so i'm kind of like halfway half wading through the digital world but still you know doing it traditionally but the one thing i cannot like i was talking to my friend about this and painting I, like I can do watercolors. I'm okay with watercolor, but like anything like really painting, it's just like like oil painting. Forget it. Like it'll, that won't ever happen in my lifetime. <laughs> it's like too much. I'm really the same way. Most of mine is all, uh, you know, pencil and ink on paper, and then whenever I get to the color part of it, I'm like, either colored pencils or I just scan it into the computer and put color to it uh, yeah. using a program. Oh, definitely the way to go. I think like it's um yeah I wouldn't I don't know how guys do it. I mean it's, I'm amazed by it but it's like that's obviously not something I'm capable of doing. I'll stick to the black and white part of it. <laughs> yeah, sometimes <laughs> I have trouble with the coloring, but uh, but that's uh, you know that's something that uh, they we're different artists or different styled anyway. So oh totally like everybody has their own way of work like. You know, one of the things that people ask always is like, you know, what type of tools do you use or what, you know, what medium do you, but it's like whatever works for you, you know, as an artist, if drawing with a number two pencil works for you, draw the number two pencil, like, you know, whatever you feel comfortable with that makes you be able to do the art that you can produce and go for it. You know, if it's finger paints, it's your thing is finger paints. So your next comic book is done entirely in finger paint. Got it. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> 80s action in finger paint. Straight out of a kindergarten classroom. Yep. <laughs> actually, speaking of kindergarten, didn't you do some children's books? Oh, yeah, I did, actually. I did a series of them. It was like basically, what were they called? Let me 
Is that what you worked on? <laughs> yeah, well, I know. I mean, I know the titles of them, but like the, I think they're called the Holiday Heroes books. So each one was like a different holiday. Like there is the Santa Genie was the first one, and that was uh, you know Santa Claus. And then there's like an Easter Bunny and uh, what else? Uh, they did a. Lucky Charms, dude. What's his leprechaun? <laughs> the true leprechaun luck. That was the name of it. Yeah, I just got with um, a children's author, Anita Shepard, and she had this whole concept for all that. And they needed an artist, and I was more than happy because it's a cool thing. I like to do as much, you know, variety in, of genres as possible because, you know, I did like that. I do like bloody detective comic books or then, you know, Joy and Pain where like, you know – yeah, women in prison, <laughs> boobs popping around, <laughs> and then you go, you know, I'll do some kids. I always think of it this but, way, man. Uh, if you don't do stuff that you're not comfortable with, you're not going to get better at whatever you're trying to do. Totally. Like if you're just, yeah, stick with what you're, you know, in your little zone of what you feel comfortable with. It's just not going to, you said it, you don't grow. You don't change. Like I want to yeah, try and stretch and do as much stuff as possible because, I mean, you know want to hit everything I can. Hey, man, you've done work with uh, Hero Initiative, correct? Definitely, yeah. Yeah. What, tell us a little yeah. bit about your experience with Hero Initiative. It is great. I mean, like, number one, it's a great cause. I mean, you know, if they, people out there don't know, it's like for charity to give money to older comic artists who are having trouble financially or, you know, medical bills because, you know, the old – you know, way of doing it. There was no royalties. There was not really good pay. So it's an awesome organization to like help out artists in need, you know, who paved the way for everybody to be able to do this. And so like they had, um, they do those amazing ultimate covers, like ultimate 100 Spider-Man, which was, I think the first one that they did. And I was lucky enough, which I don't know how I was lucky enough to do this, but Cause I had like one comic book under my belt, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got to be part of the Spider-Man 100 it was like, like we all, you know, everybody did their own cover. Then they auctioned them on eBay, you know, for, for charity. And they, and I was part of the Avengers one as well, but they, they do one, like, I think one a year or something. They've done like Hulk X-Men. I think they did Archie. So they just get some super, super talented guys do covers and, and tons of other stuff too. I've done signings at, Conventions where I just do free sketches for charity and stuff like that. That's cool, man. That's really cool. Uh, we, we we talked with a, a uh, another guy about um, Tony Parker about Hero Initiative yes. as well, and uh, the Tony so Parker. It, it, it was cool, man. It, it, it's it's always good to hear when you want to give back to what you're putting into. You know, it's important. Like you know, it's like it's such a small community. Like you gotta like I don't understand. You know, people who have issues. You know what I mean? Like have issues with each other or other comics or insulting this or that. Like, you know, we're all in it together and you need to help out, you know, where you can help out. And Tony's a great guy for that too. So, I mean, it's always good to, to help. Yeah, exactly, man. So uh, I think that we've pretty well covered all of the, uh, the questions that we had for you, Jim. Awesome. Uh, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, first of all, on behalf of Four Guys in a Comic, I would like to thank you for joining us this evening. Uh, of course, thanks for having me. Time. Uh, also, man, it, just before we go or anything else, um, is there any final things you want to say, man? 
thank you for having me and be on the lookout for that Pugly Kickstarter that will be within the month, I think, hopefully. But we'll promote the heck out of it. Hopefully, if you guys are nice enough, let your people know as well. And yeah, it's it's we're gonna make my dog a star. <laughs> I'm gonna make the kid a star. <laughs> we're gonna ride this pug thing. <laughs> Pugnificent. <laughs> Pugnificent. <laughs> No, we'll definitely get the word out on uh, on that. Um, and if anybody wants to follow Jim, you can go to Real Jim Hanna at blogspot.com. As, of course, uh, Jim Hanna's on Twitter. And let's see, what else do you got going? You know, Facebook. Facebook, oh. always I add everybody. So feel free to jump on that. You may see pictures of my dog and me doing self-help videos for people on occasion on Facebook. So <laughs> down on their luck pugs out there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks again, Jim, for coming. Like, hey, really, thank you guys, man. For it was, sure. It was fun. It, it was, was fun. definitely fun. Thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you. All so right. I will bid you boys adieu. All right, man. You take it easy, Jim. All right. See you guys. All right, everyone. We want to thank you again for coming in and listening to Four Guys in a Comic. Be sure to check us out on our website at fourguysinacomic.com. That was our special guest today, Jim Hanna. Be sure to check out his new work with Pugly, and we will see you again soon, maybe even next week, for our next comic review, Kanan, The Last Padawan. This is Alex, a.k.a. Rusty Surfer, and four guys in a comic will see you later. Excelsior!